Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today's message comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 15, as you heard a few moments ago. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, on a scale of one to connected, how do you feel today? One being not connected at all and connected being fully connected. How do you feel today? Oh wait, I should probably clarify what connection I'm referring to. How about everything? How connected do you feel to your family right now? Wait, we even have to, to break that down. How connected do you feel to your family that is in the same household as you? And how connected do you feel to your family that is not in the same household as you? Because right now, these two groups fall essentially into two different categories. Those that you can't really be with in person and those that you can't get away from. How connected do you feel to your friends? Those friends that you can't meet with for coffee. Those friends that you can't go shopping with. Those friends that you can't share a meal with. Those friends that you can't have over to your home. Those friends that you can't give a hug to when they're having a rough go of things. I mean, sure, you can do some things to stay connected to your friends, your family, your loved ones, like Zoom or Skype or FaceTime, or just picking up the phone and giving them a call or texting. But it's not the same. And if you're going to compare the, the strength of your connection from a year and a half ago to now, when was it stronger? Now, sure, it is possible that this pandemic has strengthened some relationships and maybe even connected people to one another who weren't connected before. I mean, after all, if you've managed to stay connected to your family and friends on a regular basis in whatever way you've been allowed to communicate with them, it's possible your connection is as strong as it was last year. But speaking from my own personal self, I'm a little weak on that connection front because I like to be around people and, and gather with them and do things with them and talk with them face to face, not through a screen. And that's been lacking pretty regularly. And isn't it sad that we have to keep talking about these things? I mean, aren't you sick and tired of focusing on all of the negative things that are going on in our world today? And aren't you sick and tired of having someone talk about all of the negative things that are going on in our world today? I mean, I guess we could just treat this like an elephant in the room and ignore it, but this pandemic is more like the elephant in the room is sitting right in your lap. It's hard to ignore because it's hard to see around. It's hard to move because, well, it carries quite a bit of weight on you. It makes you uncomfortable, and it's, it's not fun for anyone. So let's dig into the Word, shall we, and, and see what God has to say to us today. From John chapter 15, verses 4 and 5, Jesus is speaking, and this is what he says. 
Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. What I really meant to ask you was, how connected do you feel to Christ right now? But I knew we'd get there soon enough. So how is your connection with him? Scale of a one to connected. One being that you are not abiding in Christ, you are not connected in him, and you are not bearing fruit. You're actually doing nothing. Two, connected. You are abiding in him and he is in you. You are a branch that is flourishing and you are bearing fruit. Where are you? In our current situation, there's no one who is perfectly connected. And that's because worship was always meant to happen as a public gathering of God's people in person. Yet here we are with a mostly empty sanctuary, except for those who are making this service possible for you to be a part of. So you're connected to Christ, who is the head of the body, the church, but you're not connected to the rest of the body. That being your brothers and sisters in Christ who are also not here. Now there are times in life when it's okay to be disconnected, if you will. Think about families. Think about parents and children. You were all a child at one time, and many of you listening are parents. Think about times in your life where you celebrated all the things your child learned to do on their own. Like roll over, or crawl, or walk, use the potty, brush their teeth, tie their shoelaces, ride a bike, and so on. And once a child grows up more independent and becomes an adult, well, things change a little bit. They're no longer as connected and dependent on you as they once were. And there used to be times where they could do nothing for themselves. And for some children, they grow up and they want nothing from their parents. They want to pay their own way. They want to live in their own house. They want to make their own decisions. And most importantly, they don't want to rely on outside help, even if those outside want to give it. There's nothing necessarily wrong with gaining independence, taking personal responsibility, learning to do things for yourself. Unless you turn your life into one big self-help book where the only help you need comes from yourself. And all of the answers are only found in you. Because it's there, in you, where things go wrong. That's because with God, the rules change. While we may outgrow our dependence on our parents, we never outgrow our dependence upon God. And to the extent that we think we do, we're only fooling ourselves. The truth is that we live in a universe of dependence, and at the center 
of it is God, in whom all things hold together. We need God. If we don't have God, we don't have anything. And Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. We're not supposed to grow up learning about God and being dependent upon him. And then when we become adults, we rely on ourselves and no longer need God. Most parents know that it's okay if their child outgrows their dependence, even if it hurts a little bit along the way, knowing that growth is healthy and normal. With God, we grow healthy and normal by remaining dependent upon him. As Jesus goes on to say, If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If we outgrow our dependence upon God, we no longer need him. We are branches that have removed ourselves from the vine, and doing so removes us from all of those good things, those nutrients that the vine wants to give us. Forgiveness, life, salvation. Spiritually, we will wither and die. And the end result is that we're thrown into the fire. You see, we're all sinners. We're all born into sin, and we all sin all the time. And when we sin, we're essentially saying to God, I know better than you, and I'm going to do things my own way. God, I'm not just some branch. I'm going to go off, and I'm going to be my own vine, and I'm going to be all right without you. Except we don't grow and if we do, the brown branches that sprout from us are things that you heard last week in the message. Things like malice and deceit and hypocrisy and envy and slander. And the branches just produce more evil and they keep growing in sin. On our own, we're not the vine that we think we are. Our independence, which is our sinful disobedience, actually causes our death. What we thought was right was actually wrong. And the consequences are death, physical death, yes, and, and eternal death as well. Being forever cut off from the true vine and burned up along with all of the other dead sticks. That's what hell really is. It's eternal separation from God and his love and mercy and grace. And it's giving every branch that wanted nothing to do with God exactly that. But that's not what God wants for you. That's not what God wants for anybody. He wants all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. That we are sinners and in need of forgiveness. That we need him to rescue us from this body of death. That the only way for us to be saved from damnation is for someone else to take hell for us. God doesn't need us, but we need him. Because there ain't no self-help book out there that can help you solve this problem. We cannot do it yourself. We cannot save ourselves. That's why we need him to help us to be connected to him and to stay connected to him so that we can grow and flourish and bear fruit. Those fruits of the Spirit. 
love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Not the sinful fruits that lead to destruction. And that's why Jesus came. While we were dead in our trespasses and sins, while we were branches cut off from the vine, while we trusted in ourselves alone and depended on no one else, while we were selfish, Christ was selfless and allowed himself to be handed over to death. That's why the true vine gets nailed to the tree because it was the only way to take all of us dead sticks that we are only good for kindling and give us life, graft us back into himself, reconnect us to the true vine. And it's Christ's resurrection from the dead that proves that sin, death, and the devil have been defeated, that forgiveness, life, and salvation have been won for us, and that the Holy Spirit is able to work those fruits in us by faith, because faith has been gifted to us as well. And that we can stay connected to the vine. We can abide in the vine because the vine abides in us by faith. As the New Testament from 1 John says, Little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Or as Paul says in Romans 8, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor, thing, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Christ abides in us and we in him. And by the Holy Spirit working in us, we remain connected to him. Since there are plenty of things that try to break the connection that we have to him. And this may be one of those tough times for you. But as he is the vine and we are the branches, we are fed and nourished through his means of grace, his word, and his sacraments. Now, nothing can replace in-person worship. There are some things that we cannot do online, like the Lord's Supper. We can't do communion online. We can't baptize babies through a computer screen. There are just things, some things that we need the body of Christ to be physically present for which is all the more reason for you to come in person when able. The word of God will still be preached. The forgiveness of sins will still be proclaimed. Those who are repentant will be forgiven. And those who hear the good news of Christ's death and resurrection will be assured that by faith they have eternal life. You have eternal life. And that there is nothing to fear in this life. That message will always be there so that you have nothing to fear. Not isolation, not COVID, not cancer, not blood clots, not stroke, not ALS, not Alzheimer's, nothing. Nothing can separate us from Christ's love and his salvation. 
He who abides in us has overcome all things. And because we abide in him, we will overcome as well. Because some connections aren't easily broken, especially when it's not dependent upon us. Amen. Now the peace of God which passes all understanding are your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.